Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Today is our week 18 Thursday NFL episode. Feeling feelings of melancholy and sadness that we're at the week 18 Thursday episode This is where we will get feedback from the wise guys who listen to the show. They'll give us our sharp calls where we build our Moneyline underdog round robin. We will give out our foxhole bet, our big balls bet of the week. We will narrow down our picks for the final time for the free-to-play favorites podcast $100,000 pro football pick'em contest. As our pal Colin Cowherd likes to say, there's a sea of money out there. Because there's a sea of money out there. If you want to follow along with our official bets, you can check them out on the contest website, favorites.actionnetwork.com, where we lock them in before kickoff on Sunday. If you prefer using the award-winning Action app, you can track all the bets. My co-host Simon and I lock in by following two accounts, the Phase 5 and the Favorites podcast. Now let's bring in my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Aloha, Chad. I'm a little sad. I got to say, like saying all this stuff for the last time, we put so much freaking energy into what the season is going to be like. And this contest specifically doing it for the first time under our own banner with Bet365, having 12,000 people sign up, the stakes to me felt higher than ever because we were competing in real time with our friends and listeners so I'm a little bummed. I'm feeling like as as hard as as it is today. When I was doing my final prep, like for the show on our Thursday show, uh, it felt a little bit like the end of school, like prepping for your last final. I'm just a little feeling a little uh, bittersweet. <laughs> I'm honestly happy. It's just it's a lot of pressure this show, and uh, like you said, we had our own contest this year. So the goal stayed the same. It's like, okay, can't look like idiots. Can't go 35 and 45. And uh, luckily we had another really good winning year. Uh, the fans were happy. The show grow. And we are about to give away, would you say, $80,000 this Sunday. So pretty pretty surreal feeling knowing that um, we just ran a free contest. And now we're about to give away $80,000 on Sunday. That's right. That's right. 40000 to the winner. As a reminder... Thanks to our uh, sponsors. The Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power out the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. They don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. I should say, 
by the way, we usually dominate the playoffs. So uh, just because the contest is over doesn't mean we're going to stop having our favorite bets. Doesn't mean we're going to stop making those bets. Doesn't mean we're going to stop talking about those bets in the podcast. We go all the way through and uh, uh, we tend to have a really success, successful playoff season. Week 18 is approaching though. Opportunities all over the board. I'm feeling good about where we're going to land. But before we get to it, let's hear some sharp calls. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? Uh, I'll do this pretty easy. We'll start with the Saturday games and we'll go to the Sunday games. We talked a little bit about that Pittsburgh Ravens game. We kind of know what to do with it. We said we'll probably just end up taking the dog. Most pros I talk to are the same view as we do, Chad. You just take the dog. We don't yeah. really care who the quarterbacks are. We don't care who's playing, who's not playing. Um, yeah, it's the Ravens backups trying to play spoiler against a really desperate Pittsburgh team. So if you're wondering who the pros like in this game, I think you can kind of tell if you go and look at the splits, all the money, all the bets right now are on this Ravens team. And they were plus four or plus four and a half last night when I went to bed. I woke up this morning. They're back down to plus three. Not that shocking, but just know it's a public dog. Me and Chad talk all the time. Be careful when you're betting public dogs. This is one of the bigger public dogs of the week, this Ravens team. Uh, the next one, a game me and Chad are going to get to for sure. I like the Colts. Chad like Houston. I thought it was going to be all pros all over the Colts. It's pretty split, honestly. Like, I know some really sharp groups who like Houston. They like Houston at plus one. They like them at plus one and a half. Um I'm honestly shocked by it. It just feels like such a trap spot to back Houston. So that's definitely a game we'll, we'll break down. Um, it's it's split. It's 50-50 from what I've – from the guys I've talked to. The, there's some pros like me who love the Colts in this spot. There's other pros who love Houston. They love CJ and they love this spot for them. Um, let's keep it moving. Titans, another public dog we like. Again, not the best spot to be in. It's um, The pros like it. The public likes it. You know, I read Evan's trends. It makes me feel a little better about backing these kind of dogs in these spots, these teams playing spoilers. Um, I don't know if you saw that variable interview, Chad. Someone asked him about tanking and the look of disgust and rage that filled him where it's like, this is like a real football guy. He talked about it, like losing is the worst feeling ever. If you're a true competitor, it eats at you losing. It really does eat, eat away at you. And he just like the look on his face. Because it sucks to lose, Gentry. It One fucking sucks. Losing. Awful. That's why I want to win. Because you don't sleep. You want to win for the players that bust their tail. That's it. It's I love Rabel so much. I'm so happy that we both are on this side. Even though it's the public dog, it's just... I love Tennessee. I think it's moved now from five and a half and a lot of books down to four and a half. Yeah. Uh, I don't care that it's a public dog. I, I, I love Tennessee. Uh, again, we really... Didn't touch much on. Um, I, I still don't know how I really feel about it because it's so chalky, but talked to some really smart guys who love Detroit Lions this week. They love them in this spot, and it's hard for me to get there, but uh, maybe you can convince me to go in Detroit. But I, I really didn't have much opinion on that one. I know Nick Mullins is now the quarterback for the Vikings, yeah. but um, still didn't really have much of an opinion on That it. made me like the Vikings more. Yeah, and you got three and a half now. So yeah. um, that's one we'll definitely talk about. Uh, again, we both liked Atlanta. They moved from three to three and a half, which made me a little scared. A couple of the pros I talked to a little scared because they love Atlanta as well. Um, we all thought this was going to go to two and a half. Now it's up to three and a half, which usually isn't ideal uh, if you're betting a dog because that means some smart money is coming on the Saints as a favorite and they need Atlanta money. Um, pretty interesting that numbers moved to where it has. Uh yeah, the another public dog we like. Talk to some pros who love Green Bay. They love Green Bay in this spot. Really? Yeah, and I, I can't get there with them, though. I just disagree with it. And it's the same thing as last week. I knew some really big-time pros who came in very heavy on Atlanta last week against the Bears. They moved the number from three to two and a half, and they were dead wrong. Like, Atlanta was never in that game for real against the Bears. I just think – People haven't adjusted to this Bears team and how much better they've been down down the stretch here. Like, that's just how football is. It's such a momentum sport. 
It reminds me a lot of Detroit last year. Detroit started off really slow and then absolutely took off to end the season. And uh, they carried it to this season. I think that's what Bears fans are assuming will happen this year. It's like, how do we go against this momentum? Like, I, I just I just totally disagree with the play on Green Bay, but I get where they're coming from. I, I understand that uh, the Bears were buying a little high, right? Like, this is... This is the peak value they've had all season. If you go through their schedule, like every every week, it's kind of been building towards this this team and this number. And, you know, say they hadn't won the last two weeks like they had, this probably would be four, four and a half. Uh, that's how well Green Bay has been playing. But, yeah, I just, I just totally disagree with them. I, it was a lot of back and forth, but I disagree on that one. And then the last one, the game everyone wants to talk about, a game we're going to be talking about a lot, this Dolphins-Miami game. Uh, the pros love the Dolphins. Like, if you go through all the splits, the stats, uh, I wish Evan was here, but I don't think Josh Allen's covered or won a night game in, like, five or six straight, like, ATS. Like, he's just struggled at night for some reason this Bills team has. Um, the Dolphins, I believe they're 7-1 and one straight up at home this season. Like, I, I totally get the pros and all the stats that are thrown at me about why you want to back Miami in this spot. But – the injuries like I just can't get over the injuries they've had and how big of a deal it is that Waddle is banged up Mostert's banged up and um I, I don't know it's just a game that we're definitely going to dive into but uh they didn't push me off my stance I just I want to I want to back the bills like I, I wanted to get there on Miami it's just I can't do it it's just the the whole scenario of this it just feels like this is a bills win but um even though I am backing the bills I told people I told we're, we're gonna talk about hedging but like the dream scenario is here, people. We we got a great number on the Bills to win the division. Now we get Miami at home as a dog. Um, it's just such an easy hedge taking the plus three if you're figuring out trying to what to do. But I, I again, it's the final week of the season, so there's gonna be a lot of disagreement. I was shocked about how much the pros love the home teams this week. Um, but maybe you know Evan has some stats about that, but. Uh, I didn't realize that I love so many road teams this week until really talking to a lot of guys. I was like, wow, I do love a lot of road teams this week. So well, a look, lot of disagreement, people. Uh, a couple things about that. Number one, uh, Evan did give us the stat earlier this week about road teams and the fact that in this scenario, home teams in the division since 2015 are only covering uh, or, or cover at a 47% clip. So right, 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 right. you want to be on the road team in this case. I will tell you that also we're going to talk about some other stats that, that Stucky noted. The sweet spot might be finding the road team that is out of the playoffs because uh, Stucky has a great stat uh, that um, I want to get to here which is, hold on, before, let me remind everybody. <laughs> let me remind everybody, you can catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Okay, from Stucky. It's a great stat. Since 1990, eliminated teams that are playing teams that need to win over the final two weeks of the regular season are 61% against the spread. This week, the eliminated teams that fit this trend, the Panthers, who we like, the Titans, who we like, the Bears, who we like, also the Cardinals, who you don't like. I'm agnostic. Yeah, um, I can be that's, convinced. But that's number one. That's number one. So then think about this. Like, we'd want to back at least the bears in this scenario because they are the team that fits that Venn diagram of road team that is eliminated against the home team that has something to play for, right? We love the bears. We're going to dig deeper into that. Um, number one. Number two, I just want to say one thing about the Ravens being a public dog because it is worth noting like Tomlin, this is when you fade Tomlin. Tomlin is a favorite 15 and 26 against the spread, 37%. Tomlin is a favorite of a field goal or more coming off a win, just 40%. On the road is a field goal or more coming off a win, 29%. So this feels like the letdown spot in which you want to fade Mike Tomlin. I'm going to cut you off because I laugh at that all the time. All right.
we're going to dig into all this. It's funny. I actually didn't even put the Colts and the Texans, the Bills and the Dolphins in our script because I didn't think we'd find any agreement on the Colts and the Texans. So it wasn't, and I, and I don't want to bet the Col- I don't want to bet the Texans now as a favorite. And I don't want to bet the Colts as a short dog. So to me, that game was Still? off the board. That's like, it, they're, they're a one point home dog. Go, go to the action app, Chad, your favorite thing. Go click on that Indy Houston game. Scroll down and then tell me what the splits are. Let me know what the handle is. Let me know what the money percentage is. Let's see how this makes you feel. Well, I can't do it right now because I got to read some more promos. Well, let me hit you with it, Chad. Okay, I'm a co- Why don't we do it when we get to the game? I'm a company man talking about this Houston Colts game. It is 92% of the bets, 96% of the money are on the road favorite Houston Texans. So hopefully that convinces people here. You just long-term... Houston Texans is a sucker bet. And I'm with Chad. If you got it as a dog, you got a good number. No worries. But if you're trying to bet this right now, minus one and a half, it's a bad bet. It's just a long-term loser betting a road favorite in a divisional game. Uh, Simon, Yeah. this is why people want to come see us live. And we have another live show that we get to promote. We're doing it again, January 14th. <laughs> Wild card Sunday. It's a holiday weekend, folks. So you can come out, come out to the bar, Shepherd in the Knucklehead, Hoboken, New Jersey. Doors open at four, live show at 7.30, free entry, free drinks, free hanging with me and Simon. Then you're going to watch the live show at 7.30 that night. It's fantastic. RSVP in the description for this show and the YouTube page. Also, a watch party Saturday, January 13th, same location, me, Kerner, Stucky, Raybon, the whole gang, 4 p.m. January 13th, RSVP for that as well. It's an it's a wild card action weekend with our friends at Bet365. Free entry, free drinks for all of it. Come hang with all of us throughout the entire weekend. All right, let's start narrowing down these picks. We got to get to Foxhole. We got to get to Big Balls. We got a lot of other things to do. Uh, it's interesting to me, all the games that we love, are getting the majority of the money right now. So it's going to be hard to find a foxhole when everything we like is everything that everybody else likes. Tampa Bay at Carolina. Carolina is now four and a half point dog. We liked it at five and a half. We're sorry we're making people pick Carolina yeah. again. I still like Carolina in this spot. We have we have a lot of good intel in our favor, uh, including the stat I just read above from Stucky. We are fading Baker, who is terrible as a favorite of more than a field goal, 29%. Todd Bowles is just as bad. The luck rankings are on our side. Carolina, the least lucky team in the NFL. Tampa Bay, top five. Like, it's very possible this could be a big balls or foxhole. I don't think it needs to be because we've done this to so many people so many times. (laughs) But I still think Carolina, to me, is in consideration for our final five. Yeah, probably one of the grossest bets you'll make this week. Um, yep. I totally understand. People hate it. The pushback. Um, our loyal listeners let us know we're two and five this season, making them one of our fave fives, which is just so typical of this show. We've just been trying to catch whatever, a falling knife in this bad Catch a falling knife. That is the Carolina Panthers, who are just terrible, and the coaching's terrible. Bryce Young is terrible. Um, I hate it, but like Chad just said, it's just we keep playing the numbers. We keep getting sucked in and um, can't avoid it. Like, I liked it at five and a half. I still like it at four and a half. It's if it was three and a half, three, I probably could be called, like, talked to flipping to the Bucks. But at this number, Chad just gave you all the stats. It's like – we have to play this long term. This is a, if you've been playing these numbers, you've been fading Baker as a big favorite. You just have to keep riding that trend, and this is a trend we'll ride. And you know, I didn't even know those trends backed us as hard as they did, but it's just a great spot to uh, take them. So um, yeah, people in the chat saying they're not betting Carolina. I get it, but <laughs> this is this is, um, this is a bet, bet I have to make, and Chad kind of understands that where it's like. We we bet a certain way, and this is part of it. Like we just have to stay consistent because we know long term it's a winner. And uh, here we are, twenty twenty four, talking Carolina. Why are we talking about Carolina in twenty twenty? It's the last week of it. It's the last week. 
until next year, when, in which case we realize, oh my God, all of the edge is going to be on Carolina because everyone wants to fade him. So I guarantee the first three weeks of 2024, no matter the number, we are going to be betting on Carolina. I can already see it. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not, we, we, I thought we had done well. I didn't realize we were that bad in the faves five. But, yeah, me too. Um, I basically, we, we pretty much avoided them. The only time I would let us play them in the contest was when it was Andy Dalton, which I think they lost that Seattle game. But um, yeah, that just Carolina between the coach and everything like that. It's just been a total train wreck of a season where next year, you know, you could be like, well, they'll bring in the right coach. Maybe that's why I mean, you will back them and fix it. It's like, I don't know if they can make a one-year fix. Like this team has so many issues, such bad ownership. Um, I'll try to keep a mental note, Chad, not to let us get sucked in on Carolina next year. Don't let us do it. We need a team to remind us not to do it. <laughs> Minnesota at Detroit. You brought it up in sharp calls. We liked Minnesota. It was at five and a half and then it got bet down. Yeah. It's at three and a half. I, I actually like Minnesota more now than I did earlier in the week, knowing Nick Mullins will be the starter. I think it plays in our favor here. He did blow up this defense and it's a very bad defense against the pass. And I don't know, as much as people will believe in Dan Campbell playing to the hilt, could he pull starters in the second half? You know, is there that much to play for? This has a big balls feel to me. Yeah, I would say the fear is, you know, I talked to some wise guys. They like Detroit in this spot. Detroit historically has actually been pretty profitable betting as a home favorite, uh, even when they're getting all the public money. Is this the game where the Lions just beat the Vikings by 30 because they're so pissed off at the NFL? And this has just been a week of raging for that Lions team. That's the fear, right? We have Campbell. I don't know if you've heard his radio hits this week. It, he's just been amazing. I mean, easily one of my favorite coaches in the league where it's just like he cuts through the bullshit. He's on a radio interview. And the guy is like trying to talk around going him going for two from the seven. And Campbell's like, say what you're trying to say. Like when when you got the penalty and move it to go the go ahead and say it, say it, both of you. What? Say it. Say what you want to say. I think from the seven, it's a low percentage play. I think your chances of winning are lower than if you kick the extra point. I would have. I would like you would say it to anybody else. I'm on the radio. Say it like you want to say it. Yeah. I thought it was a reckless decision. Thank you. Okay, I... but you don't regret it. No. And I just love that where it's like he just holds everyone accountable. You know, that's what guys want to see from their head coach. Being Chad, we're gonna step in front of him. We're gonna we're gonna back the Vikings. Like Chad said, I like the Vikings already. I was hoping it would get back to three and a half. We know for a fact that Campbell said the starters will play because, you know, they have a one in a thousand chance of Dallas and the Eagles both losing, and they could still get that two seed. I guess that's the reason why they are playing the starters and why this number has gone back up. But um, Chad just said it. It's like we can't avoid these kind of games. I know it's tough and it's brutal, but. You kind of got to hold your nose here and take the three and a half and just bet on the teams trying to play spoiler. It's we, we already gave you guys the stats like this is a good week to play spoilers. And that obviously goes up even more so when the team is a dog on the road. Right. Isn't that what Evan's stats yep. say? So, yep. um, yeah, Vikings, it's hit a key number now, three and a half. So do you want to make a big balls? Do you want to make a fox? Or what are you thinking? Big balls, better the week. There you we go. are going with Nick Mullins and the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> on the road against a pissed oh, off, kneecap biting Detroit Lions team. Simon, this is hitting the Venn diagram. This is the team that's out of contention, essentially, against the team that kind of has nothing left to play for. They're on the road. It, this is it. <laughs> this is it. I don't have to tell you. We're going with the Minnesota Vikings. It hurts, you know, uh, yeah. but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Jacksonville at Tennessee. So this was your Simon Says. Uh, still like it. It's a five and a half. Uh, could it be Vrabel's last game? Could it be Derrick Henry's last game? The Jags' weapons in the passing game are all banged up. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Titans this season, four and three in home games this year, their losses are to two playoff teams or teams in playoff contention in overtime and a last-second loss to Seattle. You've said it all season long. Vrabel is a dog at home is when you want to back him. 24-12-2 was a dog of at least a field goal in his career. That's why you made it Simon Says. We're taking the Titans. They'll be in our final five. 
Yeah, I know I got a little bit of pushback from fans about um, yeah, it's not like he's been automatic at home as as a dog, but if you go back and look, a lot of those dog numbers that we lost in the contest was at two and a half, and a lot of you pushed because most of those books were at three. Um, we're not getting the the crappy two and a half here, right? We're getting the five and a half, like Chad just said. So, what are we supposed to do, people? We have to take this number. Like this is way too big. Uh, Chad just told you the. The Jaguars are banged up. They got a bunch of injuries. I know they just blew out the Panthers. That should be even more of a reason for you guys to want to back this team. It's like they're not as good as they looked last week, nope. right? They're they're not that team this year. They've they've struggled in most games. I expect them to struggle here against a divisional foe that we just talked about. They're pissed off. Tennessee Titans are mad, and they're going to be mad all week. And I think they're going to take it out on this Jaguars team in this final game where, you know, Trevor Lawrence – I earned a ton of respect from me about how tough the kid is, like the injuries he's dealt with, the fact that he's coming back now a week later to play. Um, incredibly tough. Like a guy who needs help getting out of bed in the morning, which is crazy because he's whatever, 25, 24 yeah, years right? old. He's willing to go out there in this game because he knows this is for them to win the division. Like back-to-back -back years winning the division for the Jaguars. Like, come on, that's that's insane. So um, respect for him being a tough guy going out there and doing this, but – this is putting his team at a disadvantage. Like a guy is playing wounded. The Titans know that. Like this is just, it's just all there to take the Titans here team. So I don't care if it's very public dog. I, I'm all on this, this Titans team at the five and a half. It'll be in the final five. It just has to be. Here's yeah. another stat. Here's a good stat. You want to bet dogs in low total games, which this is. NFL underdogs in games with totals below 42, 59% against the spread since 18 in week 18, that includes Tennessee, that includes Baltimore, that includes the Jets, the Falcons, who we're going to talk about next, the Panthers, who we've already talked about so much, the chat is enraged, the Giants, <laughs> who we already liked, Kansas City, Cleveland will we'll skip, and Denver, who is a late-breaking entrant into the conversation. So it's a nice trend back in a lot of the, the ideas that we already had. Let's talk about Atlanta. Falcons, three-point dogs at New Orleans. You could have gotten them at three and a half. Look, this, to me, it's a fade of Dennis Allen and Derek Carr, right? As favorites. It's also Arthur Smith coaching for his job. Very small chance. If the Bucs lose to the Panthers and Atlanta beats New Orleans, Atlanta wins the division. And this also plays into the Falcons' strengths arthur smith is going to make this a running game he's got to put the ball in the hands of his best weapons against a saints defense against the run that is just not very good so to me this will ultimately be about what is the number in the contest is it going to be a two and a half is it going to be a three and a half but fuck do you want to not bet on Derek carr and dennis allen in this spot yeah, I I think I saw a stat from Evan. Dennis Allen is four and sixteen against the spread after a straight up win. So just an absolute train wreck of a coach. Um, fade, fade, fade. We 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 knew we wanted to be in Atlanta. Like the fear for me was just the fact that I just couldn't believe there was pros on the other side. That I couldn't believe it. Where um, as someone that had to go to rehab this season, get off the Derek Carr. Uh, it I get it. It's toxic. He'll have these moments where he'll suck you in. He, you think he's a good coach. Um, he is not. Like Dennis Allen, bad coach. Derek Carr, incredible between the 20s. We know his his struggles. His struggles are in the red zone. Um, Chad just nailed it. Like, it's just whoever the dog was going to be here, if the Saints were a dog, we would have backed them. If Atlanta was the dog, we would back them. It's just both these teams don't de deserve respect of being a more than a field goal favorite. And that's the damn truth. So, um, yeah, like my I loved fading Atlanta off a win. We're in the perfect scenario of them having such a bad loss on the road in Chicago, now coming down here to play this game. Like it's all setting up for this Atlanta team to steal this division. Uh, the, the the part they needed, the Panthers beating the Bucks, though, that's probably my favorite part of it. Uh, the Panthers first team, I believe, in NFL history or something crazy like this that have not led the entire season in the fourth quarter. So they've gone a whole season. They have not led once in the fourth quarter, but they have what two wins. Cause they wanted both as time expired. On a, yeah. a field goal. Um, just, just incredible, incredible. How terrible that Panthers team historically bad. Um, yeah. Panthers will be, by the way, 
Panthers will be in, in our money line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah! Yeah, right. Derek Carr in his 10th year as an NFL starter uh, is dreadful against the spread as a favorite. This season, he's 2-8-1 and one wow. as a favorite. And I think we lost both of those games because we just kept betting against Derek Carr uh, as a favorite. He has not finished above 500 against the spread since the end of the 2016 season before Donald Trump's inauguration. Damn. How that insane like, is that? That was his MVP season too, right? That, that was his like- That was the year that he broke his leg season. and like, yeah. Insane. <laughs> yeah. So Chad just hit at you with it. It's like, if, if you're riding these bets and these trends with us that we know are long-term winners- Come on, people. We gave you another winning season. Keep riding with us. Like, you got to ride these ugly dogs here. Bet Atlanta. Shop around. You can still find three and a halfs out there, like Chad said. If it's two and a half in our contest, I'm with you. Like, I wouldn't take that. Like, that's such a shit number. But if you can shop around right now and find the three, three and a half, you, you got to take Atlanta here. Speaking of ugly dogs, the Philadelphia Eagles are on the road at the New York football giants, and the giants are five-point dogs. We liked it a lot on Tuesday when it was five and a half. We still like it at five. I think it's a very tricky spot for the Eagles. They will know their fate for the playoffs pretty much by the time this game kicks off yep. because the Cowboys are in the one o'clock game as two touchdown favorites against the Commanders. So it will impact, I think, how the Eagles play this game. Will their starters play? Will they pull their starters quickly? How will they approach this game mentally? Also, the team is a freaking mess right now. A.J. Brown drama, coaching drama, play-calling drama. Schematically, the Giants will blitz like crazy, which has been a terrible Achilles heel for the Eagles this year. We both like Tyrod Taylor. He's a gamer. Matt Mitchell was saying to me earlier, Tyrod Taylor is the, is the 19 of blackjack hands. You feel good about it. You don't know if you can win. It's kind of boring, but you feel like you got a shot. That I think that's a great way to describe Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, and he's just he's like Minshew, right? Like you don't think you're gonna win the game, but you don't think you're totally gonna lose it. It's like these these backups that they can come in. It's like, you know, this isn't totally a lost cause. And even last week with him, like I felt confidence in Taylor against the Rams because he is such a gamer, like Chad talked about. Yeah. Like he just consistently will put his team in the best position. Doesn't matter if he's down 10 points or up seven points. Like he's just cool and calm, even keel. Um, I mean, people, our young listeners don't remember, but the bills basically sucked for 10, 15 years and in comes Taylor and LaShawn McCoy and they made it work. They got, they got the bills to the playoffs during that Tom Brady era. Like he's just a game, one of the best game managers we've had in football where it's like, he, he's not going to do this crazy stuff and shock you and win these games like Lamar, but he's not going to burn you. And that's what I love about him so much. So my only negative here is that we should be catching seven, but the the books and the public have caught up. They're so off this Eagles team now that we're not getting great value, right? Like this number is at five, four and a half in a lot of books. It, it's where it should be, but I'm still a believer that still the Eagles team is still overvalued. Like, our guy Nick Giffen, like talking about luck rankings, he he shit on the Eagles for I feel like two months. Yeah. And he kind of knew. Like he knew how lucky this team was getting and how it was going to catch up to him eventually. And I think if I go back and look at our contest, I think we've had four straight weeks now, Chad, of just betting against the Eagles, which has been amazing. Like every week it's not in doubt. We're covering, we're winning outright on freaking 12-point dogs on the road in Philly. Um, it's just been a great ride as someone that loves the Eagles, but knows this team is broken and they've been broken and we've been making good money off of it. And I just, I can't hop off the train yet. Like I still think the number's too big. Maybe in the playoffs, the numbers will come around and we'll get value on this Eagles team. But right now still, still overvalued. So um, I know the Eagles have had the giants number and Chad just broke it down to me why it's giving me confidence. So if, if the Cowboys win, if Detroit win or whatever happens, it's like, the Eagles might not be playing for anything. Maybe they'll have Hurts play in the first quarter or something like that, but he's banged up. A lot of guys are banged up. They they should want to rest these guys in this game. Like, you know, Kelsey's been banged up. They take him out. They take Lane Johnson out. Now we have 
their whole backup started on that O-line yep. against a Giants team that Chad just talked about. They love the blitz. Now Mariota is the quarterback of the Eagles as well. So you now you have a backup offensive line and Mariota as a five-point favorite. Come on. Like, we got to take Taylor here. We're going to play them in the contest as well. It's still five and a half. I've seen it a couple books. I've seen five at our book, maybe four and a half in contest. No worries. I'd still take that number. Yeah, that that to me feels like along with Tennessee, like that's just a we're gonna wanna be in that position no matter what happens. Like the second half of that game is how that game is going to be won or lost. And I would rather have the Giants in the second half of that game than the Eagles, who have nothing left to play for. And we'll, we'll by then we'll certainly know their fate against yeah. the Cowboys. Uh all right. Chicago at Green Bay. How are we not taking the Bears here? I don't care what anybody's <laughs> saying. I don't care what any wise guy chatter there is. This is, We've been in this spot with the Bears, and you and I are completely aligned. They are not ranking this game, this team properly right now. They are 7-5 and five in the last 12 games. In the same way that you're talking about what is Mike Vrabel saying and how does he feel about tanking, I have been reading... Everything I can read about the Chicago Bears, because look, the story about Justin Fields is the most interesting story for the NFL right now. Will he stay? Will they ship him out? What will they do with the number one pick? Will it be Caleb Williams? Everybody's got an opinion. You, you, Every expert has an opinion. This team likes Justin Fields. They were excited when the crowd was chanting, we want Fields. They will play for Justin Fields this week. They will play to finish the season with as good a record as they can possibly have. This defense has just gotten better and better and better, and it matches up well against Jordan Love. So to me, the Packers defense is truly dreadful. Since they beat the Chiefs with some help from the refs on that Monday night football game, what have they done? They gave up. They lost to Tommy DeVito and the Giants. They lost to Baker Mayfield in the Bucs and made him look like the MVP. They gave him 30 points to Bryce Young. The Panthers hadn't scored more than 21 points since October 15th. Like, take the Bears. This was my exact decision. Take the Bears. And just real quick, a little housekeeping. Um, uh, we said the Eagles and the Cowboys played at different times. They do play at the same time, but it, it, it still stands where if Dallas is up 24-3 at halftime, I still think the Eagles will pull starters in the second half. So nothing changes there. How um, did I read that wrong? I thought they were I, one I did of the too. They, they, must have, they must have adjusted it because I almost was positive the Eagles played. I was positive. It, like even in, I think, on our website, they have it as one and four. But uh, Matt let me know in the chat. So I, I trust okay. my our producer. All right, fine. Uh, the, the Bears... First part, I get in the Bears. I'll give the Packers and Jordan Love some flowers. The, the the Packers are one of four teams with zero Pro Bowlers. They had zero Pro Bowlers, and Jordan Love in his first season threw for over thirty touchdowns and has him in a position to make the playoffs. Just, it's incredible. Like I really can't wrap my head around it. Where it's like, in a year where there are no real MVPs, it's. I mean, Jordan Love should have got a little bit more love talking about MVP where he has zero pro bowlers and he has his team in a position to make the playoffs in his first year as a starter. Like that's, I mean, you really can't wrap your head around it. If you know how hard it is to be a quarterback in this league and how hard it is to win at games in this league, it's like, wow, Jordan Love first season. That's, that's incredible to do it with no talent and the coaching too. LaFleur, all of them deserve such flowers here, but Chad's right. Like, sorry to shit on you guys, Packers fans, but the bears have more talent. They have, uh, all the momentum, their defense is playing so much better than the Packers defense have ever played this season at this point. Like, they're, they're, it's just all pointing to it. The only fear is you guys have been the Packers' little brother for so long. And I, I went back and I watched that week one film. I know things have changed, obviously. Your defense is better. Um, they – Every guy that caught balls in that game against the Bears was wide open. Like, you guys had no one covering anyone in that game. It was probably one of the worst games the Bears played all season, right? That, that was JV point. football. That was, I yes. remember talking about that on the podcast. That was JV defense. It was embarrassing. But they have gotten so much better, that, Simon. That's what this I was going to say. A, it's, the, it's a different season almost. 
<laughs> it is. And if you just go back and watch the last couple of weeks, you would never know that's the same Bears defense where, um, you know, their cornerbacks are actually pressing guys of the line. They're not running the stupid zone where three guys go with the same guy in the middle of the field and they're like, they're leaving Watson on one on one and yeah. no coverage on the outside. Like it's all been fixed. It feels like for this Bears team. So a totally new team. The number doesn't reflect it. Uh, we already talked about this is one of the more public dogs of the week, this Bears team, but Chad's right. Like, I don't care. I'm not gonna let that scare me off. I, I think the books have been wrong. They haven't been, they haven't caught up to this Bears team. We'll take the value. Um, the only thing that sucks is probably going to be two and a half in our contest, but yep. um, that's that's the deal we make with the devil here. So we don't care yep. about pushes. We'll we'll take the two and a half. Uh, yeah, I I I, I this will be another one that's in our money line underdog. Oh yeah, round robin. All right, two more games I want to discuss. I get maybe three, but real quickly, I want to touch on Denver at the Raiders because we talked about it on Tuesday. Yeah. I really like Denver if you can get him at three and they're at two and a half at bet three, six, five, but they are at three just about everywhere else. And it's moved in the past 24 hours. I bet Denver plus three. It could sneak into, depending on the numbers for other games, our final five, but more importantly, it could be a foxhole only because it's the biggest discrepancy of tickets for any game that we have talked about today. Every game we're talking about today, unless we're going to go in on Buffalo, which is interesting, but this could be a foxhole game. That's that's the real reason why I wanted to bring it up. I, I, I tr I've tried to get on a side here. I, I was like, Chad, I did like Denver first glance, especially at, um, you know, now they're up to plus three. But I just, I don't know what to do with it. Like this game, I've been trying to figure out what to do with it, but it's like, I don't really have a good read on either of these quarterbacks. Ah, man. And this number, this game, it's going to cost me probably low six figures, whoever wins this game. Because I am heavy on the under of the Raiders. And if they hit, if they win this game, they go over. And I'm heavy on Denver over wins, which they need to win this game to go over. So, ah, man, I can't separate that. Like, I'm very emotionally, money-wise, invested in this game. Uh I hope Chad's right because I need I need Denver to win this game for a lot of money. Uh, but I'm, I'm too close to it. I'm too biased to it. Where I everything I every every little thing I look at, it's like how do you not love Denver in this spot? Like, yeah, they're just the the Raiders have been incredibly lucky, and I know people are going to throw those defensive stats in our faces, like how well they played since Pierce took over. But go back and look at the quarterbacks they played in those games and how fluky a yeah. lot of that, those numbers are. So. Um, the Bears I am by. Like the Bears, I can go back and I can actually see what they're doing different. The Raiders, it just feels like it's been really fluky and they've had a lot of luck. So um, I'm right there with you, Chad. Just the fear is it'll be, once again, it'll be two and a half hour contest where me and you both want the three, three and a half. All right. Well, let's talk about Miami Buffalo and, and we'll choose Foxhole because yeah, I know everything you're saying about Miami is true in that the wise guys are going to be on the Dolphins yeah. at plus three and that the Dolphins at home are a different team. And the last time the Dolphins and Bills played in Miami, I think the Dolphins won. Uh, that was to start the season in 2022. I think there's a lot of bad juju with the Dolphins right now. Their defense is, is injured. They're missing some of their best players. The Tyreek Hill situation, emotionally, a huge fire at his house. That is a scary thing because some of his family was home. He's playing injured. Jalen Waddle has been playing injured. There's a lot of issues here. The Buffalo Bills might be the best team in the NFL right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the fear, though. The Bills should easily roll. Like, this just feels like uh, a game they should dominate, especially coming off such a bad game last week. Um, I just – I can't see them having back-to-back -back such porous weeks. This Bills team, it's crazy right now. If you look, they have the third-best Super Bowl odds, but they might not make the playoffs. Like, that's – Right. I feel like the perfect summary for this Bills team, where they could be the two-seed or the out-of-the-playoffs. And, um, you know, Josh Allen not making the Pro Bowl, bizarre. Like – 
I don't want to this obviously I would love for it to happen, but um if you're someone like me who bet him for MVP, it's not dead. Like I know everyone thinks Lamar has won it and it's locked up, but people are huge into numbers and stats. And when you put their their stats on paper next to each other, it's like, you know, Lamar has had a great season, but it's not comparable to someone like Josh Allen, who has what 15 rushing touchdowns. He's one away from tying OJ's record for most rushing touchdowns in Bill's history. Um, he's just had such an incredible year. What's killed him is the turnovers. And that's why maybe he didn't make the pro bowl because of all the turnovers, but yeah. you know, someone that's bet him MVP, the scenario is there. If we get a game that's close and he can rush for two touchdowns, break OJ's record, throw for three touchdowns. And one of them's a game winning drive. I think he could still steal this MVP. Like he's got the, you'll have the two seed at that point. It would be an incredible story. This team has won whatever it was, five or six straight to end the season to get them into the playoffs. Like we just said it, they couldn't afford to lose a game down the stretch here. Um, you know, their last loss was a fluky loss to that Eagles team. And they've just been a juggernaut down here. Like even against that Patriots game, they played so bad, so sloppy. They won. Like that's just a team that knows how to win these really close, ugly games. And that's why the Bills are the third best odds to win the Super Bowl. It's like I have, even though Josh Allen's never done it and he, he keeps falling short in the playoffs, I still have more faith in him than I do in Lamar, especially at that price point. Like I'd rather pay the number on the bills than I would at Lamar at his price point for the Super Bowl. So um, it's a long winded answer to say, I love the bills here. I love them so much. I love them at this number. Um, it just doesn't feel like this is going to be a close one where like, maybe that's my own issue where it's like all the games, the bills play are close. They don't really blow teams out this year just because they've had the turnovers from Josh Allen and everything like that. But Chad just said it. I don't think enough's being priced into the injuries to Miami's offense and injuries to Miami's defense. They're just not the same team they were even five weeks ago from all these injuries they've had. So, man, I can't believe I'm doing it because it's so chalky, but I, I do. I love the bills in this spot. Well, that's why I didn't pull the trigger on Denver as the foxhole, because I feel like knowing what we know about where the professionals lean right now, even though Buffalo is chalky, if we're talking about foxhole against the professionals, yeah. Buffalo feels like the foxhole. All right, let's make it the foxhole, brother. Buffalo Bills are our foxhole. And I also had an alternative reason for doing this, which is when I look <laughs> at our lineup of likely games, it's all underdogs. And it feels weird to me that we wouldn't have a favorite in there. And Buffalo feels like the favorite that fits the scenario most likely to cover. I'll, I'll throw two favorites at you, see how you feel about them. Okay. How you feeling about taking stick in the Chargers minus three and a half at home against the Chiefs and their backups? No real feel for it? No real feel. Uh, my feeling is neutral to negative. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the Chargers there just because they have been playing with the backups last couple of weeks. Uh, they look so bad against uh, this Denver team that I just it feels like the public is totally out on them. Where you probably get a nice price point on them if you're getting minus three, minus three and a half. Keto um, put in our chat that there's a chance that Bosa and Keenan Allen would play. That would be so Flip stupid chance. of them. Slim chance, no, slim chance that Keenan Allen and, and Bosa play. Yeah, that would be so dumb if they actually did it. Um, but, you know, they're competitive football guys, right? All these stats do matter, especially guys like Keenan Allen and Bosa who, um, you know, they're definitely not playing for a championship. They're just playing for their own stats at this point. Uh, like them, but totally get where you're off of it. What about Cincinnati Bengals against this Browns team? Seven point favorite, like, six, six and a half point favorite. It feels like such a big number. <laughs> that's why you should want to back it though, right? Do I like that better than the bills? That's the thing. Like I feel, yeah. I feel, I feel so much more confident about the Buffalo bills covering a short number as road favorites, as crazy as that sounds. than I do about Cincinnati as a huge favorite against the Browns. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I feel that way. Like the Browns have a lot to play for here. They can, finish the year with a winning record. Um, I think that matters. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals can. 
It's interesting. I, I just hadn't really thought about it, to be honest. Well, so I'm I'm heavy on the Chargers. I'm heavy into the Bengals. Like I bet both these ones. Um, you know, obviously, I feel like, you know, I I got a great number on Cincy because it was six, and now it's seven. But I'm not really still worried about the seven. I just think the Browns have been a different team on the road this season, and now you're factoring that they really aren't really playing for anything, right? The Browns are sitting all their starters. They're sitting Flacco. They're sitting everyone. Uh, so now that means they're playing a fourth or fifth stringer at quarterback against a Cincinnati team that, I mean, they've played really well here down the stretch. I know they've had a bunch of injuries to their defense. That's my only real pause here where it's like, even against a fourth or fifth stringer, we might still get backdoored here, which I can already just sense you being like, why the hell did we back the Bengals as a seven point favorite? But I feel like they're trying to scare us off with such a big number. And I'm trying not to let it scare me off where it's like, since he's good, like their backup's good. Like they they want what Chad just said, they want to finish with a winning record. And um this Browns team is just they're not playing for anything here. So I'm a little shocked to see that uh at a book I'm looking at right now, it's 60% of the handle and 75% of the bets right now are on the Browns as a seven-point dog. I'm shocked the the public loves them that much. I just thought everyone would be teasing this Bengals team, like all the teasers, all the parlays were tied to them, but um I guess everyone's just all in on the Browns team, even though the magic is Joe Flacco and Miles Garrett on defense, and those guys aren't playing here. Like, yep. there's just no reason to back the Browns. So, um, yeah, if, if you thought those too big of a number, you want to back the Browns, don't step in this trap. Take take Cincinnati at this big number. Uh, before we get to our money line underdog round robin, reminder that the Week 18 contest tiebreaker is total rushing yards on Sunday night football. Action Network predictive analyst Billy Ward writes a weekly article about tiebreaker strategy. And a link to that article can be found in this episode description if you want to leg up in the contest, the last week of the contest. Good luck, everybody. By the way, did we officially did we officially make the Bills our foxhole? Yeah. I just want to be clear. Okay. So the Bills are our foxhole. Okay. Everybody, make a note. You know me, regardless of what's going on, I'm a foxhole guy. I commit to a team. I commit to a city. Uh, I'm a foxhole guy. Bills are the foxhole. Let's talk about money line underdog round robin. My dog likes your dog. Your dog likes my dog. This is who I wrote down. Are you ready? Yeah. Panthers. Yeah. Bears. Falcons. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Panthers. God. Bears. Falcons. <laughs> Love Ra it. Ravens. That's Giants. Me. Yeah, I don't hate the Ravens. It's a little chalky. Like, again, usually when I look for these things, me and you want to go way low. Like Arizona last week, I think only 5% of the bets were on Arizona's money line. The money line is actually very heavy right now for the Ravens. More bets, handle and bets right now are on the Ravens' money line than Pittsburgh. Who do you got then? If you want to replace, who do you want to replace with whom? Uh, you already said Tennessee, right? Oh, I didn't say the Titans. Yeah, Lo love Titans. So I would have Titans, Giants. You yeah. said the Bears. Love the I Bears. I said the Bears. Panthers, so that's four. Yeah. Who's I had the Falcons. Team? I had the Falcons in there. Falcons. Yeah, I love that five. Okay. Titans, Panthers, Bears, Falcons, Giants are our money line underdog round robin. Simon, I want you to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. It is... Simon, or is it, Simon, time to increase your intake of Little Caesars pizza to prepare your body for the NFL playoffs? It is time. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before NFL games and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Simon, what do you think about this new motto I invented right here, right now, on the fly while we were talking about the Cincinnati Bengals? If into the playoffs you want your team thrust, be sure to order. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat 
and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Order crazy crust. However, you order your pizza, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Don't forget... You can catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube every Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So if you're watching on YouTube, give us a like, subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. All right. You just mentioned you're very heavy on Cincinnati. Is that one of your biggest bets? What are your biggest bets of the week? Yeah, and biggest bets is all relative here, people. Like this week, I kind of ramp up for playoffs. And if there's a big position I can take and I have good inside info, yeah, I would hammer that. I would let you guys know, but... You know, most of the leaks weren't really that great, right? Schefter kind of leaked everything, and we all knew who the quarterbacks were going to be this week. So there wasn't a crazy amount of value. And a lot of what I need to do now is take positions to hedge out on future bets, which is basically like just setting your position up. And um, for this week, we're looking at standalone games, like my biggest bets. Um, Yeah, for Saturday, on the Ravens, we already talked about on the Colts. Um, For Sunday games... Yeah, love Cincy, uh, love the Titans, not Panthers, shockingly. Like, I bet the Panthers, but they're not going to be one of my biggest bets. Uh, love the Giants, like the Chargers, you know, cap it off, Bears and Bills. Like, I I love both of them. I know the Bears is is playing a little bit of house money. If you've been betting them like we have these last couple of weeks, like, I've just been loading up on them every week just because I just think they're undervalued. And this week, nothing's changed. I think the three is, is, is too good of a number to pass on, so – um, yeah, if, it's, if I was going to make one of my five bigger bets, uh, the Bears is definitely in the top three. Question from a loyal listener. I am down to the last week in my Pick'em contest, down two games from first place. Any strategies for making up ground in the final week? Uh, the lines lock early in the week, wondering the best way to gain ground, picking five games in the final week. This is always tricky, right? Because... If you're two games back, you got to make big bets that are countered. This is where game theory becomes everything. You go to assume what other people are picking and you got to run in the opposite direction. So much game theory here. Basically, what you want to do is you want to go to that guy you're, you're against who's above you. You want to see what he likes doing on a weekly basis. So say you go to his thing and he's a guy who loves betting the dogs. You kind of want to go with a couple favorites, right? You want you want to hope you catch him on the other side of your bets because you're if it's winner take all, you have nothing to lose. Like who cares if you come in second or last place? Like you're trying to get that number one spot. So if you know his 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 uh, betting style and his habits, and he likes betting dogs, try to have three favorites in there. If you know that he loves betting the favorites, try to have three or four dogs in there, and you're 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 hoping you're on the opposite side of him. So you're not forcing it in there. Like you know, we already talked about a game we like in that that bills game if you know if you go through his stuff you know for a fact he's going to be backing miami you should put the bills in be a psychopath go research them figure out what their betting style is how they bet every week and try to counter that you just got to figure out what his picks are and try to go against it nothing psychopathic about trying to come in first simon that's why we play the game as a reminder the favorites podcast is presented by bet365 Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. 
All right, before we get out of here, normally this is where we would have our director of research, oft mentioned Evan Abrams, give us some final nuggets to make us smarter than all of our friends. Evan is unavailable today, but he did file his nuggets. They will be read with vim and vigor by producer Matt Mitchell. Okay, and last but not least, Uncle Mitch. Hello, thank you, Chad. I'm sure Evan is either at a doctor's appointment or meeting a contact in a Russian bathhouse of some kind, but I will do my best to fill in some bonus nuggets before I dive into the big three. The first is underdogs, AFC North, divisional games, total cash cow, 59% against the spread last decade, best of any division, 23 and 12 against the spread last three years. Um, I believe that is... Baltimore and the Browns this week and a really fun one. Robert Sala has coached eight division road games for the New York Jets. He has lost all eight of those games. Okay. Big nugs here. Number one, Dan Campbell covering machine podcast favorite. Dan Campbell is now 38 and 24 against the spread in his head coaching career. That is over 61% since 1990, 115 men have coached 50 or more NFL games. Dan fucking Campbell has the best against the spread win percentage of all of them. Over the last three years, the Detroit lions are now 68% against the spread. The best three-year stretch against the spread for any team since the Patriots did this between 2016 and 2018 when they covered 70% of their games. Minnesota Vikings, big balls, bet of the week. That's why <laughs> That's why it's the big balls, bet of the week, Simon. I've never been more convinced or confident of our pick. We love, <laughs> as Lizzo likes to sing, the Minnesota Vikings. Instead of that drop, I'm going to put in Dan Campbell saying the word asshole right here. No, there's no way to sugarcoat that. You know, I'm an asshole. So Okay. There we go. Number two, the stink of Cliff Kingsbury lingers. The Arizona Cardinals have struggled versus the NFC West recently. They are 1-13 against the spread in their last 14 division games. They haven't won or covered a division home game since November 2022 versus the Rams. And finally, AFC North dogfight. The Ravens are 20 and four against the spread in their last 24 games as a dog, including 20 and five against the spread since 2018. Second best in the NFL in that span behind only the Steelers. And when Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh meet, the underdog is now 23, five and three. That's over 82%. Thanks, boys. You know what's interesting, Simon? Normally, yeah. before this segment, Matt Mitchell would be in the chat furiously telling us, hurry up, go faster. But now that he's reading the nuggets, <laughs> they are Shakespearean in tone and length, and we just take our own sweet time. Go as That's long true. as you want, Matt Mitchell. Let's work <laughs> around your schedule. Wow. Thanks, Chad. Let's go, Matt. <laughs> to recap, uh, the Foxo Buffalo minus three. We're fucking doing it. This is a this is personal because producers Tito and Matt Mitchell are natives of the Western New York region. Matt Mitchell and South Florida. Tito Tito spends most pre podcast banter talking about uh, the ear surgery he's getting or South Florida sports. So we're going with Buffalo, which means we're side with Matt Mitchell. And I'm sorry, Tito. Tennessee plus five, as Simon says, exec decision, Chicago plus three, big balls, Minnesota plus three and a half, our round robin, Carolina, Chicago, Atlanta, Giants, Tennessee. Simon, if we had to lock in five right now. The faves five for now. Assuming numbers are reflective in the contest of what we are seeing, knowing that they'd be half point lower, let's say, I think we'd... If it's, a, if it's a round number. So Bears is three right now in the contest. I'm betting it's two and a half. I bet we'd go with Carolina, four and a half. Minnesota, three and a half. Titans, five and a half. Buffalo minus three. And a half. It's three and a half in the contest? It's going to be. 
All right. So if it's three and a half in the contest, I'm not sure I would do it. Giants <laughs> will probably be four and a half. I think I would still do it. And then the Bears would probably be two and a half. So I think it's going to come down to Giants, Bears, Buffalo for the final two. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get one favorite in there. So um I might have to force in the Bills or you know, what about that stat he just read us? Do you not want to kind of take the Seahawks now? <laughs> it's like I don't know. We need one we need one favorite in there. So we uh, do. It, we do. Hopefully it ends up on the Bills because of all all the ones I wouldn't hate myself the least if uh we take the Bills minus three and a half and it lands on three rather than also, taking the Seahawks. Also, why wouldn't we want to be in agony on the final Sunday and know we need one game on Sunday night for all the marbles uh, while we're about to podcast. So we'll know like by that time, it's probably going to, we'll probably be two and two and that'll be the difference. Yeah, always, always. Um, download us from Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your pods, rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Uh, we will be back Sunday night. 7.30, the final Sunday show of the regular season. Don't forget RSVP for our live event, Simon and I, Sunday, January 14th, Shepherd and the Knucklehead. RSVP link is in the, in the description page. Free entry, free drinks. We're going to watch games together, Wild Card weekend that Sunday. Then we'll do a live show. We're also doing a live event, watch party. Me, Stucky, Kerner, Raybon, the whole gang, January 13th, that's Saturday. RSVP, free entry, free drinks, all that good stuff. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.